clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. And it is caught. Caught for a touchdown. A leaping touchdown catch. There he goes. He'll be chased and he is caught. 97 yards. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? Well, he turns He's it up hill. <laughs> what are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He runs with the 50. He runs with the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. with the blowout. Uh, so here we go. So Interesting excited. that uh, for the first time in NFL history, the first two weeks of the NFL season had showcased a game in which ended with a tie. Uh, and I'm saying that for the first time in NFL history, we will have a third straight game Ending with a tie, and I believe that the record for ties in a season are two. Ooh. So we're gonna break not only just the record for ties in a season, but we're gonna go on a three-game streak where three different games in the first three weeks of the NFL end with ties. I'm not gonna give you the exact game because I know I'd probably get that wrong, but three straight weeks, three ties. Okay, it almost Welcome happened. to the NFL. Yeah. Now we're going to get Josh in here for his. I just listened to your pal, your pick pal, and it is so wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> but I am now running the room. Adam is out. So I am going for my friend's fortune. I realized my first two weeks I did not... Both my games were uh, the 1 o'clock slate, so I knew instantly that they were wrong. I'm going to give myself a little more... Uh, preparation or more yeah, something to look forward to. I'm going to the Sunday night football game when the Patriots take on the Detroit Lions. And I am going to say, not a score, not anything like that, so maybe this isn't as bold as I've been saying before, but the Lions will get the win. And I'm saying that Matt hey. is going to out Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. <laughs> if there is any defensive mind in the league that knows how to beat Tom Brady and what he does, what he doesn't do well, it is going to be Matt Patricia. He is going to have that defense ready to know what is going on with that team. Now, Detroit has a lot of players, pieces on defensive side, especially that are questionable. Darius Slay, cornerback. Got this one. Ansah. Oh. I'm, I'm positive. I'm not positive. I'm fairly confident that Ziggy yeah. Ansah is going to play. Not so sure about Slay, Slay which hurts, but I'm still confident. 
that Matt Patricia's defense gets it done. I think Matt Stafford and Jim Bob Cooter will put up some points against that defense. So I, my friend's fortune is that Matt Patricia out Bilicek's Bilicek. All right. On Sunday Night Football. All right, so there we go. We did it. You did it. Finally. Finally. I mean, like I said, it wasn't as bold as uh, previous weeks. I, hey, I, I think a lot of people would still say that that was pretty bold. But, but I, uh, I felt very confident going into that one. Yeah. And I feel like they did exactly what I I anticipated, Honestly, like I, I said. The best thing you did out of anything was I had no idea that you felt that way about that game at all. <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, so I was... I was Feeling really good about that. Like yeah. I said, I thought Patricia, if anyone was going to know how to beat Brady, it was going to be that defensive mind. That makes a lot of sense. And they talked about it a lot during the game. They said, they were like, Patricia's been the architect and of this wh- defense and with him why, for so many years. Exactly. I mean, like, you, they would know exactly those pieces, what Brady's kind of, I don't want to say like signals or whatnot. Did you, watch, but like, did you watch the game? I did watch the game. Well, they said, they, they kept saying over and over again that a lot of the defensive players that Patricia said... This is what these people's weaknesses are. Like even he told the offense too. He said, "This is every player's weaknesses. What they're good at. This is what they're not good yeah. at." Yeah. So he knew exactly what everybody was doing. The thing is, what I really liked about that, and when I was saying he's gonna out Belichick, Belichick yeah. is because Belichick is notorious for taking away your best piece, making that yeah. null and void. And for most of the game, they, I mean, for the first half until I think maybe the last drive when I think. They got a field goal. Is that how that game played out? I can't even remember, to be honest. But they'd taken Gronk out of the game. Yeah. And when you do that, especially, I mean, like, obviously they're hurting at wide receiver, New England and whatnot. They're about to get help. Getting, they're about to get some <laughs> troops in real darn fast. Um, but Brady had 130 yards. If you add his sack yardage onto that, it's like 110. So stopping the GOAT at that, I think they did a great job. So I'm, I was proud of Is that. Of that. Yeah, so I mean, like, when you, get, if, when you get sacked, they take that yardage off your passing. Yeah, so Brady will have the stats himself, but if you look at team stats as of how far you threw the ball, that oh, will be subtracted. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, that I that's so, I'm so glad you said that because for the longest time, I always had that moment of disconnect of confusion when I would watch the stats and it'd be like. You know, so and so threw for two hundred yards, and it's like total passing one hundred and seventy. Yes, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why. That's why. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's incredible, though. That's just and see, that's why this is one of the reasons why. And I guess maybe it's hard to use this game as a bar, uh, as in terms of a measuring unit for Matt Patricia and this Lions team because he knew New England so well that right. a lot of that went into how well they played. But this is the Detroit Lions team that I thought we were going to get right off the bat. And that's okay. why I was so high on Detroit, was that I was so high on Patricia's mind because it's not just another defensive coordinator coming. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's not just another coordinator coming out of New England. Like, Patricia has been there for the last four Super Bowls. Yeah. He is the coordinator of all of those teams that won the Super Bowls. So, you know. It's not, you know, not that the other guys didn't have success, but, like, they won the Super Bowls with Matt Patricia. Yeah. So, uh, I just really thought that he was going to get that under track. You know, they did so much with the, the run game, and hats off to carry on Johnson. Finally the had their 100-yard rusher. Getting that, that monkey off their back. Uh, 
And, you know, Matt Staff, I just I thought that the whole team was going to finally come together under him. And, and I hope that they do. And I said last week, I do believe that they will still turn it around. Okay. Um, yeah, you said that during our coach talk. Especially in this division is very interesting now. Oh, with, that, uh, it's you know all what I mean? over the place. It's really all over the place with, you know, Chicago's at the top right now, they're aren't the, they? They're the kings right now. Two to one. So, uh, and I believe that they have a big division match coming up soon. Aren't We have to look at their schedule. But, uh that's a huge, very interesting division, and you, Detroit's right there in the thick of it. They're right there. And yeah, I, we'll see. I mean, they hung around yeah. uh, in week two with San Fran. I mean, that was very, very close. Obviously, they had the Monday night debacle and whatnot, but I mean, this is not a poorly performing team by no. any means. It's a, so. it's a solid football team, and I really believe that they're gonna they're gonna continue to only get better and better. So uh, I know they have a tough matchup. We'll talk in, about in, that in, uh, in Dallas. In Dallas. We're going to talk about that in a little, a little bit ways later. down the road. But uh, yeah, just uh, wrap this up. The thing is, I actually <laughs> I, I guessed your friend's fortune right. during the it week was funny. Uh, because we come in and I was I came into work and I was yeah. like I got it and you're like I was so close. Now the thing is, I didn't realize until I think Monday or Tuesday night. That How close it was! I never, yeah. I didn't know until I was watching. Well, and I'm not and coverage on that. Obviously, this is gonna sound like I'm making this up, but I'm, I swear to you, I'm not making this up. When I said there were two games that I was gonna mention in my friends' fortunes, but I didn't want it to be so far off. Yeah, I was gonna mention New Orleans and Atlanta because they always play, play each other so well. It's always so close. It's always like a field goal at the end of the game. Yeah, and I'm watching this game and they're tied. I was like. Oh my god, please. And then they went in overtime and Drew took the clock. Like they were it was like two and a half minutes left when they kicked the final field goal. Okay. There, there was barely any time left uh in overtime when he jumped over over the top. But I really thought what they were gonna do was take it all the way down because they got right to the goal line, and I thought time was gonna be all the way down and that they were just gonna go for it on fourth down. Okay. Um to go for the victory. And when he jumped over the top, and then I didn't think they were going to get it, and then you know Atlanta would not have enough time to, to win with the field goal, but it got close. It got real close, and I I was no that's <laughs> but how interesting, and I love we always talk about how divisional games are tough, mm-hmm. but the first two were divisional games, and it almost came down to the third when we were talking. And another yeah, reason as that, to why I guess is because we made a joke. We were like, that's going to be my right, friend's right. fortune. But I was going to say it was going to be a divisional game. And and that was another thing about it was I was looking, I was trying to look at who were the divisional matchups too, because those are the ones that you can never, you know, there's a, those are especially the ones that you look at and you think, you know, this is going to be close no matter what. Because also, uh, Titans-Jags, look at that. The Jaguars were in the AFC oh, title game, God. and they but the Titans owned the Jaguars, and that was the other game that I was going to look at. That was you upsetting know? to me. But uh, no, I love the Titans. I'm a big, t- I'm, a, I'm a fan <laughs> of the Titans. I love Marcus Mariota. I, I'm a big fan of uh, um, Rabel, Mike Rabel. Mike Rabel. I love Mike Rabel. I think yeah. he's a great head coach. Okay, you don't like you don't like Marcus Mariota. Uh, I mean, like, I really did, like, coming into that draft, I was I was yeah. all about him. He seemed like he'd be your kind of guy. I just, I mean, like, I think he has a great personality. Like, I love when he yelled at that reporter, and then his, like, mom called him and made him apologize. Like, I love that. Like, that's <laughs> such good kid status. 
But tell, I don't know. Like, I feel like that, it's just turning. Tell me the, like, the it's Chief, just turning off. Tell me that Chiefs playoff game was an epic performance from Mike Marcus Mariota. I mean, like, it was cool to have him complete a touchdown pass to himself. It's but awesome. I mean, like, that was an awesome play. Am I going to say the whole game was epic? No. It he was, had a great performance. No, he didn't. He ran tough. He made great throws. He, the, obviously, it, and you can't just be like, oh, that one play is a, like, that one play is a huge part of it. Yeah, I mean, that was really you know what cool. I mean? That was really cool, but. And pull up the, I'll tell you what, pull up the, pull up the, Derrick Henry run late where Marcus that has nothing roll, to do with Marcus. where Marcus Mariota uh, rolls out and throws a huge block on the corner. Okay, on the edge. That's okay. awesome. Yeah, but that's like the kind we of guy you say like. This was a great game when the first half. This is like this game of oh, halves well, no, we no, talk no, no. all the I'm time. Not gonna, I'm not going to say great game because I'm with you on that. I'm with you on the whole. It's not a great game if it's a blowout one half and a blowout the other half. I get that, but it's still awesome to see a comeback. I, it was fun. I wish they would have performed. Up to par against the Patriots. Keep an eye on the Titans this year. They're only going to keep getting better. Well, it's hard to... Even though breaking news, I don't know if you knew this, Rashard Matthews was just released by them. Yes. Which is interesting. He, he didn't. He was not happy with Marcus Mariota, so he well, wanted the ball more. Okay, well, which one's and you more say they got Rashad Matthews or Marcus Mariota? They say you gotta, you're going to get better. Well, it's hard to not get better than six and nine points, so they're two. They're they, two and one. They lead the division They right do, now. but no, that's... <laughs> From some fluky things. But fluky? Fluky They out defense the Jags. That's, you know, that's true. And <laughs> that ruined my pal's pick, but whatever. <laughs> ruined yours. We'll oh, and three, man. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Anyway. Uh, all right. What a great start. Yeah. We're so. underway. Well, uh, also, as you know, if you didn't notice, uh, we have an opening again. Yeah, we're uh, working on that. So we'll, we'll continue to work on that, but we're excited about the show's getting better and better. It's becoming more and more... Solid, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, I feel yeah. like, you know, it's uh, it's it's about to be week four of the yeah. NFL. We're a quarter of the way through. That's always so crazy to me how fast it happens. It makes me sad. But <laughs> enjoy it while it's here. There's still a don't lot. take it for granted. There's still a lot of football left. Oh, obviously, obviously, but don't. Obviously. But you're right. Don't take it for granted. Enjoy that we have these. But it's just so crazy. I mean, on. like we're already a quarter of the way through, yeah, and, and we still have no freaking idea. So what much. The, I feel NFL. like this year has been just so. What's odd. so funny to me is like, and I, I will preface this with saying yes, I agree with that. But I always feel like every year I think this is so weird to me. Like I feel like the NFL is <laughs> odd. But I do feel I do feel it more strongly than I feel I have in years past. Is that there is so much unknown in the NFL this year, especially with people coming back from injury, new head coaches for teams that like. There are new head coaches for teams that aren't bad teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the Titans won a playoff game last year. They have a new head coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Sorry I used your word twice. That's okay. I'm going to try not to use that word today. So. I should put on, I'm going to put on a sheet for you. We'll see what happens. Of uh, synonyms for interesting. I'm going to tape it oh, on I it. would just put it on the put wall. Put it on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, we'll make a tally every time you say it. And I would have been, like, I would have felt really self-conscious. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump right into our... Our rant, Raven recalls for this week. Yeah, so do you want to go first? Yeah, uh, just real quick, for those of you who are first-time listeners, I hope we Welcome. have a ton of you. Welcome. Uh, this is Simultaneous Catch with Josh and Adam. But uh, one of our new segments is Rant, Rave, or Recall. And every week, uh, each of us is going to have a rant, rave, or a recall. Maybe more, depending on the week. But uh, this week, I have a recall. Uh... I have a recall, ladies and gentlemen, on my bold prediction of the season, and this kind of makes me very sad, 
because it's this no, is big news. It's no fun anymore because I don't get to look back and be like, oh, there's my bold prediction because I'm recalling it. Maybe you can be even more bold and say it'll still happen. It's still going <laughs> to No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, so 49, 49ers, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Adam. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo went down with a torn ACL. Um, really sad, honestly. It's just like really, really sad, especially for the fan base. It's just so excited, you know, to have their franchise quarterback. But uh, CJ Beathard. contact injuries. Not which, like, but you, did you see it too? I mean, I saw the play. It's just, it was funny. People thought it was a concussion first because, not, well, that's not funny. I didn't mean to use the <laughs> uh, I don't know it's why. It's people get concussions. No, it's anyway, not. It's a very serious uh, But uh, people thought it was a concussion at first because he got nailed on the play. But the injury happened right before the contact, right. which is unfortunate. Uh, but have just gone out of bounds. Yeah, but he's a... He's, he's a, a grinder. Fighter. He's, he's a fighter. He's, he's a trying warrior. to get That's it. He was like trying to him. get the team. Like they were getting back into the game. They were. Like there was an up. It was a possibility. But, but. Uh, so Jimmy Jimmy G out for the year. CJ Beathard is the quarterback now. They moved up the guy from the practice squad. They're looking at signing other people. But uh, my my bold prediction for the season was that the 49ers were going to be uh, first round by team this year, and uh, I'm going to have to recall my bold prediction. I just don't think. It's gonna happen with CJ Beathard. I feel I'm sorry, 49er fans. <laughs> you lose Jarek McKinnon before the season starts, and then you lose your quarterback three weeks in. That's just that's tough. Maybe you should have stayed at Candlestick. I don't know, but uh, it's tough. And I my recall, 49ers. I'm sorry, you're not making the playoffs this year. Oh wow, not even uh, playoff team. Okay, they, I'm I have no confidence that they would make the playoffs with CJ. Okay, if the 49ers. Make the playoffs with C.J. Beathard as their quarterback. What are we going to wager here? I will do something crazy. <laughs> I will do something wild. And you guys can let us know what you want yeah, it to you be. you can write that in, guys. Let us know what you want to be. Tweet it at us at Simult Catch or Facebook or on our Facebook page. If the 49ers make the playoffs, let, let's decide what I will do. I will do something wild. I'm very excited now. I'll do like some sort of plunge in ice cold water or something in the winter. I don't <laughs> like know. Like eerie. Yeah. But, that uh, probably be really dangerous. No, i probably get but... like... Staph infection. <laughs> okay, well, that too, I guess. All right, I'm about... Are you done? Yeah, I'm sorry. Right, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I felt like you were at an end, naturally, yeah. but I didn't want to like just we're cut good. you off. So. All right, I'm about to go on a, on a rant. Woo, here we go. I'm ready two, for it. Two rants in a, in a row. I'm going to yeah. turn down the mic a little bit so I can get uh, amped Heated. up. Oh, I love when you get amped up. Uh, it doesn't happen often, but I am so darn tired <laughs> of this roughing the passer crap yeah. that is going on in the NFL right now. All right. So first of all, I know we always, this is going to be the fourth week in a row that we're like, we're not going to talk about our teams. And yet we continue to talk about our teams. But I feel like both of my teams are being personally affected by this. Yep. Now there have been 32 roughing the penalty, roughing the passer penalties called. So obviously not all on Miami right. or on Green Bay, but Green Bay has now had three in three weeks. Now the one against Clay Matthews week one, Chicago. Yes, that was awful. Clay yeah. Matthews. And he came out. He's he like, shame it. on me. I, that was a bad I shouldn't have done that. The previous two weeks has been garbage. Complete garbage. Now, there, I, I do appreciate this. There are a ton of people coming out to defend Clay Matthews and defenses as a whole. Yeah. Offensive players, quarterbacks that are playing right now in the league are saying this shouldn't be like this. There, it is so difficult to play defense in the NFL right now. Obviously, as fans, we love seeing offenses work. We love seeing scores. We love seeing high point totals. 
but it is becoming almost impossible to play. Yeah, you're you're all about the Mike Vrabel six to nine games, but no one else is. So, but it's just becoming so frustrating. And the reason it relates to another team of mine is because William Hayes, a very underrated defensive end for the Miami Dolphins, went and sacked Derek Carr this week when they were playing. And he rolled off of him, so he did not put his body weight on Derek. The rule, how the rule is written right now, he's trying to do what they're saying, and he awkwardly flailed out his leg and landed on his knee, tore ligaments in it because he was trying to protect the quarterback. First of all, way to be a good kid and and adjust. He's not a kid. He's like almost, he's in his mid-30s. He's a very experienced NFL veteran. (laughs) But regardless, he is now, defensive players are getting injured because they're doing this. Now, I don't understand this can't put the body weight on the quarterback thing. If you are going and tackling a player, you are going to fall on them. Yeah. That doesn't make sense at all. One thing, I I would be so much angrier on the Monday night game. There was the, I think it was Jason Pierre-Paul, like, slapped Big Ben's helmet. And Ben, being a good actor, completely just collapsed yeah. on the ground. They threw the flag. They picked it up. Yeah. Good thing they yeah. did. Because that is just ridiculous. Well, it's, it's no contact. Yeah, but uh, you're right. I mean, you're not supposed to make contact with the quarterback's head ever. No, but... that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like the hand was incidental. That's why okay. they pulled the flag. It wasn't like he smacked him in the face because that's a flag. But sure. Well, regardless, I'm getting so frustrated. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. And the NFL needs to get it together. They need to figure out. They need to take this. They need to rewrite the rule. They need to either ease up on it or something. Because even when quarterbacks are coming out and saying, like, look, we still want to play games. Like, I think quarterbacks, in a way, are kind of getting bad reps or getting a bad reputation because it's like they can't even take a hit. I was letting you you rant. That's not not the case. So, regardless, I feel like I could talk about this for multiple minutes. But it's like, it's good stuff you're saying. And I was going to say... I know you're ranting, but I was going to say quarterbacks are getting upset because I don't think quarterbacks want to be known as babies, you know? Because I think they want to play football too. The thing is, I mean, <laughs> and like I, I see people talking about this online and because I'm reading Green Bay articles about Clay Matthews, obviously, and everyone's like, this is the Aaron Rodgers rule. It's your guys' fault, so it's karma coming back to you. But there is a difference from wrapping a guy cleanly and taking him to the ground. And what happened to Aaron Rodgers and Anthony Barr? Which right. Is he picked him up. And whipped them on the ground. And there's a, and you're right though, because here's the thing is that the rule makes sense to me in the fact that you can't literally pick up a quarterback off the ground and then slam him on the ground. Right, that shouldn't be allowed. That's unnecessary. You exactly. know what I mean? But when you're tackling a guy and you're making a form tackle, if you're gonna fall on him a little bit. Yeah. And I get, I get the rule of like not putting extra weight on them like i get that sure. like if you wrap up the guy and you bring him down don't throw yourself on top of him but when clay matthews is tackling air Rodgers in that play it's not his fault that he went on him he is doing the tackle that you want the form tackle moving right. with the shoulder don't hit him with the head yep go with the midriff wrap him up that's what you want him to do and clay put his hands out exactly what else are you supposed to do? i just don't you know. can't levitate in midair it's just, you can try like going haze and <laughs> ruin your but, legs so, but no you know. i think it's a grant rate and rant and i and i just want to say just like a little maybe a little bit on the lighter side we're gonna leave a, this link in the bio because i think it's funny but on get up the, <laughs> on get up this morning or yesterday kevin hart was on the show um and they made a joke about how to make a form tackle and sack today 
Um, and I think it's funny. It was on it Twitter. But we'll leave the link in the bio for you to check it out. But it's really funny how he's like, now pick me up and lay me down and put a blanket on me. I get yeah, cold. So Tell me a story. Coaching it's- staff, start watching that video so you can teach your players <laughs> what to do. What's really funny is he was being funny and Mike Greenberg goes, no, I'm going to, I think there's a flag on that blanket. It's unnecessary. <laughs> but Ooh, yeah. that's okay. a great rant. Yeah, thanks. That's a great rant. I, I feel a little bit better. Because I'm with you on it. I really am. And I, I really hope in the, in the, the thing that I am encouraged by is that there will always be things that needs fixed. It's never right. going to be perfect. Right. Uh, but, you know, we had the issues with the catch rule for so long, and they fixed it. Right. I, I can't remember the last time in the first three weeks that I heard anybody complain about a catch not being a catch. Or, sure. Yeah, or that, vice versa. That hasn't they happened. Have, for, the mo- for, for, for the time right now, they have fixed the catch rule. I mean, you so can obviously... the roughing the passer You can now. see, I mean, the, the helmet issue in the preseason, like... Flags are being thrown about the helmet-to-helmet they contact. Fi- yeah, they t- That's been fixed. And they've kind of been like, let's ease up. We need to figure out what is egregious versus yes. what is football. And that's we need to figure out the same thing for sex. And I'm with you. And I'm with you on on all of this. I'm just I'm encouraged that the NFL has shown precedent oh. for something needs fixed. Let's fix it. Yeah. So I'm hopeful uh, that they will see this and be like, okay, this needs fixed, and it can't wait. I agree. I ho- you know what I mean. I feel good. I feel like they will. Uh, but that's a great rant, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> I was, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I, uh, I <laughs> Better than bad. my recall. Well, you know, the recall had to be done. <laughs> I should have, I should have hit with another bull prediction, but I was, I for those of you, uh, Josh and I are best friends, by the way, if you didn't know that by now, but, <laughs> oops. Um, but, uh, so I told, I was, we were talking earlier and I said, you know, maybe I should make a new bull prediction. And one of my bull predictions that I was toying out, toying with in the beginning of the year was that every quarterback rookie taken in the first round was going to be the starter by the end of the year. But I feel like that's not as bold anymore because four of them are going to be the starters this week. Yeah, well, you know? I don't think Jackson will get out there personally. Uh, there's but. my bull prediction. Lamar Jackson will be the starting quarterback by the end of the season. Now, is there like, is there like an asterisk here? Like what if Flacco gets hurt for a game? No, like, ju- like. So he has earned the spot. Ju- I don't. I don't. I don't even say the word earned because I think, like, I really think that either either he will earn the spot. Okay. I, th- or there will be an injury and he'll hold on to the spot. Okay. Or by the end of the season, the Ravens will be out of it that they just want to see him. Okay. Sure. But he will be the starter. We'll put that as your your. Uh, There's an old prediction two. Two point You're right. One point five. There we go. All, All right, right, so that was rant, rant, rave, and re- rant, rave, rant, rave, and recall. There we for go. This week, week four. I'm gonna uh, have to rave. I'm gonna. I'm determined to rave. Next uh, week. See, I said that's my. T- <laughs> We're gonna rave. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to a rave? I don't know. You don't know. I mean, uh, probably not. No, I haven't either. I don't really have a desire to go to a rave. Yeah, I mean, I don't even like going out. So well. Anyway. Moving on <laughs> to our next topic. Uh, we've got some trade talks here. Yeah. There have so been some early trade rumors going on in the NFL, and we talked about, about one of them. About key players. We talked about one of them. Was it last week or the week before? I mean, we have brought up uh, the Steelers a few times throughout I'm our with, show. Uh, I want I want to talk about this one, and I want to do it first, because I want your opinions on it. Because uh, for those of you who haven't listened to any of our other episodes, please do. First of all, they're pretty good content. Um, and they get better every week. They do. Uh, but I was on record as saying that the Steelers need to trade Le'Veon Bell now. They need to get what they can now because his stock will never be higher than it is right now. Get get something for him because you have a running back right there in James Conner 
who is capable of being the bell cow back, and he has proven it for three straight weeks. Okay. Uh, so I'm on record for that, but I want to get your opinion now because there are there there are reports from multiple sources, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, yeah, many other reporters people. who have said the Steelers are now listening to offers when they weren't before. The thing is, I don't know if there's... There's obviously stock in that. Yeah. But NFL teams listen to trade offers for everybody. Right, but there, I think there's a difference between... They literally said that, you know, when people called him before, they said he's not for sale, and that was it. But, but now they're listening. Pittsburgh would be silly not to. I mean, I agree. You, uh, like you're saying, if if you're listening, if you get if you get rid of him now, at least you get something. Or else you get Bell for six games, possibly the playoffs, if you feel that confident in getting to the Super Bowl. But next year, he's not going to be on the team. Exactly. So, so you need to... If, if It would be silly and... And not an intelligent move by the organization not to be listening to see what you could get for him. Right. Because you're about to not have him at all. But, so, but do you think it's silly for them to not make a move? I mean, like, I think they should. Okay, I, think I was going to say. they need to get some sort of asset because who even knows how hard Le'Veon Bell would, would, play would play when he gets there. Yeah. When he and gets you, to. And you hate to question a guy's motor and motivation and effort, but... You're I mean, right. I don't even think it's that. I mean, I think he is just upset with how the organization has handled him. I don't think, in a way, that they would he would let them run him into the ground in the last few weeks. I don't so, know if we and I don't know if we talked about this, but what are your opinions on the whole thing? What, what, what how do you feel about Le'Veon Bell and the way that he's handled this? Sure. I mean, I understand. Well, first of all, like I can't understand. Like I'll never be in a position where they'll be like kind of money. seventeen million dollars a year. I'll be like, no, <laughs> I don't want that. I'm more than that. But uh, obviously, he's an extremely talented back. Right. Top two running yeah. backs in the NFL yeah. because of what he does as a pass catcher as well. Yeah. So I understand him wanting to be paid as more than just a back because he does operate right. as a wide receiver as well. Yeah. I just wish he would have told us exactly what was happening. Yeah. I don't mind him sitting out at the end of the day because I understand it, especially with his history of injuries. Like He wants to make sure he is protected financially. But I wish he would just say... Like, hey, I'll be back week 10, or like, I'm not going to play at all, or like, there were rumors before the start of the season where he'd be back before Labor Day. So, and I think that's why it's created the frustration within the team, like the offensive line coming out and being like, hey, we don't like, you know, if you're not going to show up, then don't, like, just stay out, stay away. I think if you had just been like, hey, this is what's happening, a lot of those things wouldn't have happened. So, but I, I, I understand. I... I'm interested to see your thought because I feel very different about Earl Thomas personally, even though he's playing. But we'll talk about that in a second. See, I I hate what Le'Veon Bell has done. I really do. I okay. can't. Cause see, here's the thing. I do get again. <laughs> I can't ever imagine being in a situation that somebody's offering me seventeen million dollars and I turn it down. I yeah. can't. But I understand that your worth and your value is more than that tag because. You basically play three different positions on that team, and you're a top five player in all three of those positions. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he could be, he honestly, Le'Veon Bell could be a number one receiver somewhere. He could be a slot receiver somewhere, and he's the starting running back. You know what I mean? He could be the tops in all those positions right now. Sure. That's the kind of player he is. I get it. That you're worth more than the money that they're offering you. But that being said, you hold out to the start of the season, and you don't get a contract. Play for your team, man. 
be there for your football team. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I understand the frustration and I understand why you make the decision you do. But when it gets to a certain point, go and play for your team, man. $17 million is a lot of money. And if you're a great player, you're going to play through that season. You're going to be just as good. And if they're not going to pay you next year, you're going to go somewhere else. One of the other 31 teams is going to overpay for you. They're yeah. going oh, to. God, yeah. Somebody's going to give you the money that you want and feel that you deserve. It's going to happen. But d- don't waste your time sitting at home, you know, doing whatever you're doing. One of the reports that he's out on a yacht oh, having a parties all the time. Is that like, really happening? Somebody, somebody, I, somebody reported that. He had oh. been out on his yacht all weekend, the first or something like that. But regardless, like, OBJ go, likes be yachts. there for your team, man. I don't. I will never understand that, and okay. I will never understand, you know. And I'm not that kind of person anyway. Like I always will take nine out of ten times. I'll do the selfless thing that I feel is this, that's better for other people. Right. Maybe it's not always that way, but maybe maybe it's not always actually what's best. But you know, I, I will always try to do that. I just don't understand sitting there saying no. I'm gonna get mine. Because I don't care about you guys. I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. And I just it makes me angry. And that's why, maybe this is a good segue into Earl, that's why I like what Earl has done. Because even though he's been very vocal about, like, I want to be traded or I want the money, I want to get paid because I deserve it, which he does, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he's still there for his team. Okay. You, you Maybe I'm seeing that the wrong way. But. I mean, like, I don't think you're seeing it the wrong way. So, yeah, I guess we're, uh, we didn't even talk about the prediction. Maybe we'll talk about the predictions as to where we think they'll go in yeah, a second. Yeah, we can but talk, about. talk about. We'll get on the Earl Thomas train. So, I, you're right. He's on, he's there for his team on the football field on Sundays. He's not there any other time. And I feel like that's yeah. not fair to his team because yeah. who knows if he's going to show up. So, he, the, the thing that really irked me about it is when because he didn't show so he's not showing up to practice right yeah and i i hated the quote he's like i'm gonna take care of myself even if i have a headache i'm not showing up okay i was like what <laughs> that part that part uh, up until that last part that you said i was gonna actually disagree with you okay because i get that maybe that's a dramatic that's too dramatic like oh, if i don't have a headache i'm not gonna show up but i get the sentiment that um because he, this is the argument right here, is that Le'Veon's not showing, showing up because he doesn't want to get injured or put his body at risk when he doesn't have the guaranteed money. Yeah. And Earl's the same way, but Earl's at least coming up and playing. But Earl is saying, okay, I'm here for you guys, I'm going to play for you guys, but I'm not going to put my body at any extra risk during the week because I am not having any guarantee of money because my career can end in any second, especially the way he plays football. Yeah. You know, for both positions, the both ways they play football... You know, actually, Le'Veon maybe even a little less his style of running is that he goes down and he gets out of bounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, like, Earl at least is, he's like, you know, I'm still taking care of myself. I'm still working out. I'm still game planning and all this stuff. And then I'm showing up for the week. But if I feel like I'm going to get hurt, I'm going to take a step back and be cautious so that I can make sure my future is secure. You know what I mean? Because he's either going to get traded or get a big tr- contract too. These are two guys who are going to get big contracts no matter where they get them from. But at least Earl's there. Here's the key difference for okay. me here. All right? Earl Thomas is playing on a contract that he signed oh, already. okay. I don't like when NFL players... So a few years ago, I don't remember when the contract was signed. Yeah. I just don't. But at that point yeah. in time, he was like, yeah... That's good. I'm yeah. worth that. Right. I don't think you get to decide later on, you know what? No, I'm worth more. Okay. Even if you are. Yeah. So Le'Veon Bell, 
I'm trying not to just use players' names on a first-name basis. Yeah. I feel like that's imperfectional <laughs> of me. Bell has been saying, I deserve more, yeah. and the organization keeps franchise tagging him. Yeah. So he, and it's been years. Bell right. has been in this position before like where he has year. come back. He has been there for the team, yeah. and the organization keeps doing the same exact thing with him. Okay. So I don't like, so yeah, I think Earl Thomas should be on the field yeah. because he's he's doing what he's supposed to do. Is he the last year of his contract? Is that what I is? think there's two years. I might be wrong on okay. that. So that's that's also a key difference for me. I think that I think that Yeah, I you may have persuaded me. <laughs> I really you may have really just argued your way into that one for me because that I don't like you're right. I don't like that either when players have years left more than especially when it's more than one year on your contract. Yeah. And you're like, get me out of there, get me more money because you saw other guys get money, you know what I mean? Right. And I mean like obviously <laughs> the NFL is a business in that way, and I think it's it's kind of scary in a way how we've seen contracts evolve and everyone needs to now be like the new record setting <laughs> deal. But it, it's just so frustrating because obviously you are in an organization with some of the best athletes in the world. Yeah. I don't think you can always compare yourself to the other guy because and it's not fair in some ways because there are going to be guys so I'll just use Jimmy as an example I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a great great quarterback did he deserve to get the money he did no I will say that he is not proven he's not more talented than some of the guys that were making based less than solely that. on his performance no but based on his age and the projection of his career from now Maybe. That's fair. That's you, you know, can absolutely make that that's argument. That's what they were doing. But, but you're, you're right. There Based. are players who are more talented yeah. that are making less money, and so I this it, it just creates this big battle between players, organizations. I'm not obviously fans. I mean, we get affected by it in situations like this. But it's yeah. just it's just such a swampy mess at points. Yeah. But I don't think you get to if I if I if in, in a job. We sign a contract for four years, and we get this a dollar amount. Yeah. At one point, we're like, yeah, that's great. We don't get to be like, you know what? I'm not coming into work. I mean, I guess you can. That's what strikes are. <laughs> but it, it just doesn't work like that, and it's frustrating. It so, shouldn't work like that. So it's just, right. it's just frustrating when, let's say, I don't remember even what the Earl Thomas deal was, but it was a lot for what the safety market was at that time. And he thought, yeah, that dollar amount is what I am. Yeah. And so you don't just get to a few years down the road because inflation has happened and more people are making well, money. You don't also, get to be like, you know what? Yeah. I want more now. I'm with you. And there, I mean, there's also the part that he signed it when the Legion of Boom was together and the idea was that they would continue to be together through it all. And they sure. didn't. But you're right. It's a business. They fall apart. Uh, have you ever seen, have you seen Mr. Deeds, Adam Sandler? Yeah. I, I love, it's one of my favorite scenes, <laughs> my favorite scenes in the movie when the Jets quarterback comes in and he was like, we're going to renegotiate my bull contract, man. And he goes, and he's like, he's like, I figure if I play well, you can pay me more money. And he goes, well, if you don't play well, can we renegotiate and pay you less money? And he's like, no. Yeah. And I think it's such a great, like, sight in, you know, little... But I mean, like, what do you it's call just, it? Spy back into the world of professional football players' minds. It's like, well, I'm playing better. Give me more money. It's like, okay, well, when you play bad, can I give you less money? <laughs> and that's a really interesting thing. People have talked about, like, really kind of taking, like, this guarantee stuff away yeah. and make contracts, like, solely incentive-based. It's really going towards that because it just happened with Gronk's contract. They talked about they were going to trade him to Detroit, which is a huge thing, by the way, that they were going to – and he said no and he yeah. threatened to retire. Yeah. And so they renegotiated his contract – and 90% of his bonus extensions now 
are incentive based. It's based off his performance, and I love that. Yeah. Why shouldn't mo? Why shouldn't every contract in the NFL be entirely incentive based? Why not? I mean, like the whole injury thing, you which know? I get, but it's just frustrating. I get the injury thing too, and that you know, and that's you know, that's the slanting argument that I could just. It just can't happen, you know what I mean? Right. But why aren't more contracts based off of incentives to begin with? Because that gives the player more incentive to play better, and that that makes them prove that they're worth the money that you are. And then negotiations aren't, aren't negotiations. Organizations aren't snafu'd for years to come, right? Based off these awful contracts. Look at the Raiders with Jamarcus Russell when they were just. <laughs> Totally hogtied for four to five years because of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Rams were that way forever with Sam Bradford when he didn't play super well and got injured all the time. Well, that, and was, had when, to get, that was like rookie deals. Right, but then I'm saying, and... that's what I'm saying though, is that, and then they fixed that, obviously. It was different. But like, this happens with the Bills were going through it this year because we have all this dead cap from players that we signed with huge money, Marcel Darius, for $130 million. And we're still on the books for his contract until next year. And then obviously, we're back in cap heaven, really, next year. Yeah. But, you know, it happens all the time. And this is why you hit, you know, gridlock. This is why you get people who just... Organizations and players can't find that common ground because organizations don't want to get tied to players who aren't going to play well or who are going to leave. And players want to get that guarantee for their injury and because they feel like they're performing. It's just... It's so tough. It is tough. But so, uh, I didn't think that we would have uh, talked about that long, but I feel like... But it's we, a good conversation. It is it a really great is. conversation. I feel like we both made some good points. We got a little got a little passionate there, and I, I appreciate right. that. We're passionate, pals. Passion? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't... I, <laughs> I don't... That's gonna... That'll come back to haunt us someday. Oh, God. Okay. Well, so, what's... uh? Just give me one landing spot for each player... Uh, so well, I mean, obviously, Bell. are we saying not Dallas for Earl Thomas? Let's do that's not. The great, let's not do say, Dallas because I really Earl think Thomas. that might be the perfect scenario. For I mean, Earl it Thomas makes right sense. Um, I'd like to see Earl Thomas in Tennessee. Interesting. I'd like him. I because I, they already have uh, Bayard, who was an All Pro a year or two ago. Okay. Uh, good safety. They have Denoris Searcy there. Uh, yes, they have Denoris Cersei there, but I believe Cersei just got injured. He's a good guy. He was drafted by the Bills. Okay. Good player. But I really think that Earl brings a level of veteran and maturity to there, and I think that that could really round out that defensive unit, which is already a pretty tough one. Okay. Uh, I think that'd be really fun. What about for Bell? Bell obviously could walk into almost any room and obviously instantly improve it. Yeah. Uh, for the longest time, I, want, I think it'd be so fun to put him in Arizona and find a way to use both oh, David that'd be Johnson disgusting. Oh my God. and Le'Veon Bell. Well, because not this, not because neither of them is just solely a running back. Both of them play can play receiver too. I mean, sometimes. So wouldn't that be super Mike McCoy fun? McCoy fixes things. Wouldn't, well, <laughs> Mike McCoy. <laughs> Listen, to episode three. <laughs> but wouldn't that be fun to like have both of them and move them around everywhere on offense? That'd be terrifying. That would be awful. Do, do you know what I mean? A defense. Yes. But. Uh, I guess if you find a better answer, it, I think it'd be really cool if Bell were traded to Miami. Really? Oh wow! I, wouldn't I that be a great? That wouldn't that be a great spot for him? I mean, it'd be that. Yeah, I'd you know, Drake. Like, Drake be would be demoted a little bit, and that would probably. But, I mean, probably no matter Frank, where you go, you pretty much get right. demoted. It'd probably kick uh, Gore off the team. Maybe, maybe that'd be part of the deal that they get a veteran back in in, in Pittsburgh. But I mean. 
Tannehill's playing pretty solid ball. They've got decent weapons on the outside. They've got a pretty solid uh, front five there on offensive line. Their defense is pretty good. I think that really would unlock that offense. And that, you know, they're already 3-0 and at the top of the division. You can already maybe talk about them as possibly a contender. Maybe. You add Le'Veon we'll Bell to that offense, be fun. Okay. Well, uh... You have thoughts? On what you said or where I think they should go? Yes. <laughs> I mean... Where do you think they should go? Where I think they should go. I think Earl Thomas should be uh, shipped to the AFC. Also, go out to Kansas City. Ooh. Earl, Earl Thomas and, and, and Eric Berry. And Eric Bell, my God. That'd be a scary combo. That's even scarier than Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas were. I'll say that right there. Uh, that's I think, terrifying. I think, obviously... I think week if two. That happened, you if that happened me, right there, I would say the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl. You asked me week two which quarterback was going to slow down, yeah. and obviously Pat Mahomes listened. He's like, "Nope, you were wrong. You were wrong. I'm going to continue to be this awesome." Pat Mahomes listens to simultaneous catch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so get some get some veteran leadership. Yeah. Eric Berry comes back because he hasn't played yet this year. No. That will help shore up that defense, and then maybe your defense. Uh, not that they've needed them to put up <laughs> the points that they have, right. but definitely starts to shore those things up. Bell, I would love to see him go out to Seattle. Ooh. Seattle has not had that running back since Marshawn Lynch. They've been trying. I think That's a lot funny. of it can be put on to the offensive line. but They ship put, out Earl Thomas and bring in Le'Veon Bell. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> uh, but put, put Le'Veon Bell and Russell Wilson in that back there, That's Ooh. that'd be scary. That brings them back to the Marshawn Lynch days of old where they're running the football and... And not only that, but Russell loves hitting his backs out of backfield in terms of the passing game. So, so that'd be a nearly perfect fit for Seattle. All right, right, you know what? You're right. Pete Carroll, Seattle, get the, get on the phone with somebody, Dallas or whoever. Get your second round pick for Old Thomas. Flip it over for Le'Veon Bell. Interesting. Fix yeah. your team right okay. there. I mean, I mean, it hurts the defense even more. <laughs> it hurts but... the defense, but I mean, just to tag on it, just my final thought on that. I feel like he'd be a really good leader and mentor for Penny who yeah. obviously Penny isn't the same as Bell right. but kind of brings some similar aspects and you don't have to learn how to do that and you don't have to give on Rashad Penny that's not giving up on Rashad Penny on that move it's no, really not because he's still a rookie and Le'Veon's 28 yeah. years old so old running backs don't really last do you get Le'Veon for a couple years on his big contract maybe four or five years he goes out Penny's up there there we go and probably so. by that time you drafted another one because Running backs are diamond. That's dozen, how they really. go. So, but uh, that's that'd be a lot of fun. I'd love that, and it also helps them out with their pass protection issues because Bell's a great pass protector back, True. and it helps them out with that because he can get the ball quicker to the running back who's going to catch it and do something with it. Do something. I with love it. that. That's a great pick, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So uh, the next thing, yeah. moving on, we're going to talk about uh, some Oakland Raiders, right? Uh, yes, we are. Some Oakland Raider drama. Oakland Raider drama. Yeah. Now, uh, well, you brought this to my attention, so. Obviously, John Gruden returned to the field this year to coach after a pretty long hiatus. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people were really excited to see John Gruden I was on the sideline. I was, I was thrilled. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, went into Oakland, got just one of the most extreme... Ridiculous contracts. <laughs> ...coaching contracts. Ten years, $100 million. Ooh. Gross. Do you think he plays out the whole contract? I don't even know. See, like I thought, I mean, like at first when the whole contract and everybody's like, you shouldn't do that. I was like, why not, John Gruden? Yeah. But he's definitely safe for a year or two because he's got to build a program, right, you know. Right. But now there's a there's becoming a lot of divide in yeah. this locker room going on right now, and it's interesting because he, uh, 
kind of started revamping that team's brought in a yeah. lot of his own pieces got yeah. rid of Khalil Mack which obviously was a huge thing with the organization from a from a fan base standpoint probably saying, a lot of the off now we keep uh, saying it's hard now we keep saying it's hard to find a pass rush <laughs> which is just weird i feel like you're bringing that on yourself gruden when you say those kind of things like obviously people are going to be like well you had one of the best and regardless so but now there's becoming this this thing it's being reported that there are gruden guys and then there are anti-gruden guys and i feel like it's real tough to have an organization when you have that animosity going on yeah. now Let's preface this with saying they're 0-3, which yeah. I don't think anyone saw happening. No, no, not really. I didn't think they were going to be as incredible as some people thought they were be, but not 0-3. So, we talked about it last week with Pittsburgh. Yeah. When you're losing, the drama leaks out. Oh, it does. If they're 3-0, and even if there are Gruden guys versus anti-Gruden that guys, get out. It's, it's not, not being sto- talked about. It's not a story. But still, it's, 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 it's tough, and it's a weird position to be in when you... Given your head coach so much power, yeah. so much money, so much longevity of 10 yeah. years, yeah. and now it's not working out. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of people were questioning whether or not John Gooding could return to this day's NFL. He talked about when he first got hired, he's like, I want to go back to 1998 Smash Mouth football. Yeah. And is that possible? I mean, people talked about that. We won't talk about that right now, but... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think. Did you give me Oakland Browns as a pal's pick? Yes. Okay, then we'll talk about that later, uh, and I'll save that. But um, yeah, I mean, just what what are your thoughts on this, and how how do they get the? Is it is it as simple as winning? Is it kind of a Miami situation of last year where you just get rid of the guys that aren't yours and you get in the guys you do want? What's going on? Winning cures everything. It really does. You know, because okay. you're so right. So it's that simple. Because you're right. If they were winning, I don't think there would be that many issues. Uh, but it's always interesting to me that people. We do this every year. It's like, wow, we didn't think they were going to be zero and three, or it's like somebody has to go zero and. Th- you know what I mean? True. Somebody has to be the. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, no, I think it's a big matter of. It's just not clicking yet. Okay. I think that it will click in a year or two, uh, but I do think it is more of the Miami thing. Uh, obviously, if they're winning, it wouldn't be as bad. But I think he would have continued to. I don't want to say cleanse because it's not as if the guys are bad. Right. They're just not who he wants. Okay. But I really, truly believe that over the coming years, Gruden's going to continue to move guys around, bring guys in that really fit what he believes should be his football team, and eventually he will put together a team that is going to contend. But I don't. Think it's going to be for another year or two, maybe. All right. I mean, you I know, hope so. I like I like that. John Gruden being in the NFL he's as a, a coach. And he's a very he's a brilliant football mind. He really does. And we will say this to wrap up this segment, unless yeah. you have something else to no, say. No. Two of their games were very very close. Oh yeah. So they like could easily be the two and one. They really could be. Uh, so it'll be interesting to watch them as the year continues. Yeah. To see how they finish, but I'm with you. It's strange. I just think it's a really fascinating scenario. Like I said earlier on, like that you've given, you brought in such an iconic figure, yeah. offered him, gave him so much, let him have so much control. Expectations are high, but just to have like this animosity going on. And I mean, like I, I watch his his post game things, and I just get, I get a little bit anxious because it's like, oh, this is this guy that we've all like, 
I mean, like, old school fans liked him from his time when he was coaching. Like, we grew up watching him in the booth and yeah. having him be real fun there and yeah. us, like, knowing the stories of him and whatnot. Right. And obviously, we want to see him succeed, but I, I just get worried. Obviously, he has some protection, but I don't want to see him out of the league. Yeah, well, something to look forward to. Also, fascinating. Good work. Thanks. <laughs> Moving on to our next segment, we have some way too early MVP talk. Uh, and I think we could have some good discussion about this because... Uh, I feel very strongly about how MVP is handled in the NFL today. I know, you don't like it. Uh, I can't stand it. Uh, <laughs> it's just the best quarterback award, and that drives me nuts because I feel like... I disagree with that. Just but... have a best quarterback award because obviously they're the most no, valuable... No, I do agree with that. They're obviously the most valuable position on the team. Just have a an award for that and then have an MVP talk. But I digress. We'll get into that. But I, I thought it might be fun for the listeners to hear if we were in charge of MVP voting... Who would be our top five? Yeah. So right now, my top five would be, it's a little bit fun, so I hope you guys have fun with it. <laughs> but my number one for MVP right now would be Khalil Mack. And I'm going yeah. to run, run through the five, and then I'll kind of talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Okay. And you can do yours. Uh, but I have Khalil Mack at one. At two, I have Tyreek Hill. Ooh, wow. At three, I have Patrick Mahomes. Four, Aaron Rodgers. Five, Ryan Fitzmagic. Okay. So, and here's my thinking about this, because I know there are people going, what? Uh, but, so here's my thing. Khalil Mack, four sacks, interception, a forced fumble. He's in the backfield a ton. Uh, takes up double teams sometimes. Double teams in a chip off of the tight end or the running back, so almost a triple team. Sure. But here's my thing about Khalil. He has numbers, yes. They're not out of this world, but they're really good numbers. Okay. My point about Mac is he there are a lot of good players on that team. He's transformed the defense. And it's not just about the numbers. It's about you have to focus most of your pass protection attention to Khalil Mack. Right. And that opens it up for everybody else. So if you want to talk about the most valuable player, He's turned that defense into a top five defense. They are number three, I believe, in the league right now. Number one in sacks, number one in turnovers, number one in points allowed. You completely turned over a defense. And I know they have good players. And they drafted Roquan Smith. And they brought in these other guys. So I know that they got better already. Yeah. But you add a player like Khalil Mack and he completely changes that defense. How are you going to tell me that he's not one of the most valuable players in the league? Sure. So that's why he's my number one. All right. I have Hill above Mahomes because I really think I know that Mah- I know that Mahomes has been unbelievable. And you cannot deny 896 yards, 13 touchdowns, and no picks. You yeah. can't deny those numbers. Nope. That's uh, an NFL but, record. But in Tyreek, but in Tyreek Hill's numbers aren't wild. 14 catches, 310 yards, three touchdowns, and the punt return for a touchdown. He's averaging 22.1 per catch, which is Top five in the league, I believe, right now. Uh, but the thing about Hill is that he really unlocks an offense. It, for a lot of people who don't really watch a lot of film or really analyze at times what film is, to have a guy like Tyree Kill, the fastest player in NFL history, clocked-wise, uh, on the field that can just run, take the top off of the defense and have your, you know, he, he is causing defenses to have their safeties 5 to 10 yards deeper than they normally would. Sometimes linebackers creeping back a little bit further than they normally would. And sometimes you have to take a linebacker or a defensive end out to put an extra defensive back in the game so that you can cover the other weapons because you have to focus so much attention on him 
running. Yeah. So he has good, solid numbers, but he's also so valuable to that offense. I feel like if you took, and they have a ton of weapons, and I don't think it, they would be bad, I think if you take Tyreek Hill out of that offense, that offense not nearly as good as it is right now. That's my opinion. Okay. So then I have Mahomes next at three, because obviously you have to have the trigger man, and he's been unbelievable. He really has been. All right. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't really need to say a ton about that other than the numbers. It's an NFL record. 13 touchdowns, no picks. Yep. In, your fir- so, in your first three weeks. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers. And his numbers aren't wild. It's only 8-32, six right. touchdowns, no picks. They're not wild, but obviously he is so valuable to that team, and he's the only reason why, in my opinion, he's really the only reason why they're in all these games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It, we showed it last year. You pull them out, they're not really that great of a team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it might be a little... I thought that was fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, Oh, you didn't want to talk about Fitz because, you know, he shouldn't be Oh, yeah, that's right. Fitz, first of all, Fitz is number five, and the Buccaneers are... You're not going to agree with me, but the Buccaneers are 0-3 right now without Ryan Fitzpatrick, in my opinion. Oh, no, I, the dis- Buccaneers I completely are, disagree. The Buccaneers are 0-3 right now without them because I don't believe in James Winston at all. But Ryan Fitz... Know, here's another... You, you want to talk about NFL records, 1,230 yards NFL record for oh, for three-game stretch start to start the year... 11 touchdowns, 4 picks. His pass rating is better than Rodgers, and he's really just led this team. And they almost won again on Monday night. And I know they didn't, it almost doesn't count in football, whatever. <laughs> but Ryan Fitzpatrick is the reason why the Buccaneers are a good football team right now. I'm not going to argue with but that. Fox I mean, they're in still year, a, in year, year five. In they're year still five. a very good football team with, without Ryan They were last year. And he was. They yeah, weren't last wasn't year. There, but I mean, yeah, Dirk Cutter. So if you, if Dirk Cutter had like been Dirk fired, Cutter? no, I don't. Okay, I, don't I was like gonna say. I, I, I wish that they would have fired Dirk Cutter, so they would have gotten Gruden, and he would have been that in Tampa, been where fun. he wanted to be. He wanted to be in Tampa. Did you know really? that? He no, wanted to be. I didn't know he that. wanted to go to Tampa, oh. and when they didn't get rid of Cutter, that's when he agreed to go to Oakland. All right. Regardless. Wow. So uh, your list is solid. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I think. Moving around a little bit, probably. I would, I would not have Hill. First two weeks, Hill's definitely in there. Yeah. Week three didn't do a whole lot, and I feel like your MVP needs to be consistent okay. throughout most of the year. Now, obviously... They're way too early. And, right? and again, it's way too early, so if it was like a three-week sample, sure, you could still do it. But right. Yeah, he just has the one bad game. Everyone's going to have one bad game. Uh, I'm going to move... I know you love the defense versus over this quarterback. Yeah. Game, but uh, I have Mahomes at one. You yeah. just can't argue Nobody with else would the argue things with right that now. he's been doing. It's gross. It's fun. He is bringing so much life to that team, running around, doing things that quarterbacks shouldn't be able to do and throwing it. Yeah. Just perfectly getting his guys open, and it's just it's just fun. He's getting everyone involved. It's not like it's all Tyreek right. Hill. It's not like it's all Travis Kelsey. It's not like it's all Kareem Hunt, who's been surprisingly quiet, yeah, but he's bit. had but some moments. So many weapons. Right. Um, so young Brett Favre, people talked about that coming in and, uh, he's kind of living up to it in, 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 some ways. I'd have Khalil Mack at two. Okay. I'm glad you have him, still have him up there. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing what he brings. Now I will say this. Now I'm not taking anything away from Khalil Mack. Now you're yeah. praising the Bears defense, yeah. which has been performing extremely well. Yes. I want to like reel that in a little bit. Now they padded their stats week one against Deshaun Kaiser. That's when... A little bit, yeah. Four of those turnovers happened. Yeah, a little bit. Padded those stats there. They played an awful Arizona team. Yeah. 
picked off Josh Rosen, was it once or twice? He picked off Josh Rosen once, Sam Bradford twice. Okay, so Rosen once at the end of the game when he's trying to move the ball down the field. So yeah. getting those turnovers there. The only, I don't want to say the only time I've been really impressed because obviously I will not take anything away from that yeah. defense. But they played really well against Russell Wilson. Yeah. But I feel like that's been their only legitimate test right now. Okay. Because when Aaron Rodgers came, now they did a good job of hassling Rodgers early on. Obviously, that's how he got hurt. Right. But they let Aaron Rodgers come back, win the game. So that was not dominant. Too. I do because yeah. I. It's not. It's an MVP and all the okay. things that you said. I mean, it, okay. I was just saying like, you were like the cool, Bears defense has Bears been defense. like amazing and yeah, okay. but let's see, let's see what happens. Okay. But obviously, Khalil okay. Mack is. We've said it probably 60 times throughout our first month of the show. He's yeah. a once-in-a-generation player. Yeah. Amazing. So all of the things you're talking about, the way they're blocking him, and he's still continuing to get in the backfield, harass quarterbacks, it's awesome. So, I mean, like I hope to see that continue. And I said it last week, I'll say it again, I think the trade only helped him because he's playing with that chip on his shoulder, which yeah. probably never had to have happened. But I hope it continues throughout, and he keeps yeah. playing with that that. That fire. anger and that yeah. fire in his in his soul because it's only going to help the team. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterback number three, uh, I would go Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you said quarterback number three because I'm talking mean, about MVP, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, like I I do feel like it's that way. Now, obviously, the Packers are one one and one, not where I think anybody expected them to be. They're going to be better. I think the injury obviously has hindered a lot of things, but we talked about it last week. Just what he brings to the table, getting the Packers in the game against Minnesota in the position to be in that field goal. That's what he brings. And that's why the year that Matt Ryan won the MVP award, like I, cause I, I, I said it incorrectly. Cause you're like, it's the best quarterback mm-hmm. award. And you're right. Because it always seems to go, whoever has like the most passing yards or the most touchdowns, yep. those kind of things where, where Aaron Rodgers was doing things that year. I don't, we don't need to talk about years past. But he was doing things where that team wouldn't have been what they were. I just want to put a pin in that right there because I have a point for Matt Ryan that ties into my Mahomes thing, but I want you to finish it. Okay. Um, so that's the reason why I thought last year mm-hmm. it should have been Russell Wilson. I agree. Because he counted, what, for like 45 of their 46 touchdowns or something? Yep. Something. Some something number. It was, it was It was something one, disgusting One like that. touchdown had not touched his hands. I believe that it was, I believe Kristen Michael ran a touchdown and every other touchdown was either passed by Russell Wilson or Or he ran it himself. Which is unbelievable. That is what a most (laughs) valuable player Exactly. Not whoever threw the most yards. Um, So Aaron Rodgers is my number three. I think you're going to find this one interesting. Okay. Because it's going to probably change, but for right now, it's Cam Newton. All right. And, uh, I like that. I do. I mean, we've gone on many years about how we think what he is as a player needs to be more consistent and Absolutely. whatnot. Um, but right now, he's playing like his 2015 MVP yeah, season. Which was awesome. Which was awesome. He has been running the ball in, scoring the touchdowns, which uh, if you're like a Christian McCaffrey owner in fantasy, you're like, give Come the on, running man. back the football. Although he had a great day. Oh, he exploded <laughs> on the scene, which was awesome. 
Um, so I have Cam Newton there. And then, you know, because we're doing too short, we're pretending the season's over, you gotta say Ryan Fitzpatrick. But <laughs> I'm glad you gonna, still have him on the list, that's too. That's gonna end real, You give me real shit soon. for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you still have him at five. Because I'm still upset about it, too. But if you're saying it's ending right now, you can't argue with what he's done. But, so, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> There's my five. I love you. You're a great kid. <laughs> You're man. a great kid too. Um, no, but I wanted. To, I love. For I love your list. I think it's great. I, I don't have any arguments with it because they all make sense. You know what I mean? I mine might be different, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that. I, obviously, when you do it too early, there are so people haven't separated themselves in right. the conversation yet. Yeah. So it's easy to pick guys, but that's why I think it's fun because there's a lot of guys who are very valuable and that you could point to and say he deserves it. You know. And another reason why. I was trying to do, and I think that we've been saying it's been such a weird year of football because I've, I when I when we planned this segment, I've been trying to think of defensive players that I want to put in, yeah, but I can't, can't think, think of standout of players right now. Earl Thomas. I mean the. But maybe you wouldn't say MVP because he's not that. But right, but I mean. But Earl Thomas sealed that game for them. Oh, he definitely did against <laughs> Dallas, which was cool. And like I'm, if we were talking about the Thomas thing again, like I'm glad he's still like really trying on the football yeah. field, but yeah. Regardless, I mean, yeah. like you could make the argument, but, but you're I, right. So I mean, like it's just it's way to the offense more, more often White. than not. <laughs> Josh Allen. After week three, hey. we were saying week three maybe, but uh, we're not. So, but uh, no, I wanted to make a point about Mahomes because I and I this is this is gonna be a hard point to make. People are gonna get mad at me, but because I don't want to take away from how incredible he is because he's incredible. But think of who the coordinator and coach is. Andy Reid is a brilliant schemer. He does it all the time. He did almost the same thing with Alex Smith. And kind of. This is my point that I want to pin Smith in. Never threw thirteen. This is what I want to. This is what I want to pin in on the Matt Ryan top point that you made too. Kyle Shanahan is known as being a great schemer, and he schemed for other quarterbacks too. And Matt Ryan hasn't been the same since the Kyle Shanahan year. You're completely right. So what I want to say is that. This is another reason why I can't stand that it's a quarterback award. Is because scheme has so much to do with that at times. Because there are guys who have turned quarterbacks who weren't really that great into comparable quarterbacks or pretty good quarterbacks simply because they were great at scheming. Right. And you I, can't blame the player for that. And I'm not. It's not that I'm blaming it. It's just that obviously, in my opinion, I'm agreeing with you. Aaron Rodgers deserved that award that year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he was more valuable. You could put another quarterback in that system, I believe, with those weapons that Matt Ryan had that year, and they still would have probably been a playoff team, in my opinion. Okay. And we're talking about last year. Uh, Who's the MVP last year? Tom Brady? Yes. Yeah. Tom Brady, don't get me started on that. But, <laughs> you know, uh, that's a hard argument to make for Tom Brady because obviously he's very valuable to that team. But, you know, you take Russell Wilson off the Seattle Seahawks, they probably only win two or three games last year. Yeah. But they're fighting for a playoff spot, almost got a playoff spot last year for that team because he was everything to that team. Right. And I'm saying that, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs also started off 3-0 last year. And they were also throwing up huge offensive numbers with Alex Smith. Maybe not 13 not like touchdowns. This. Maybe not 13 touchdowns and zero interceptions, but that Kansas City Chiefs offense was just as good last year through the first three games. I would love to look at the stats for that because I'm sure it would be really close. Maybe, maybe you know What I'm saying is that they were still 3-0 and still lighting it up. You know what I mean? They put up 42 on the on the Pats week one. Right, so I just think the reason, like, and we're talking about what it means to be a most valuable player 
because it's it's not about stats. And yeah. and and go back a few weeks ago, like I was like, Mahomes will be good, but he's not yeah. gonna stay. It's right. the way he's doing it. That's what makes him the most valuable. Last right week, now. last week made me more of a believer than the first two weeks because the first two weeks, especially if you look at his uh, against the Steelers, there are a lot of wide open receivers that, and a lot of that is obviously he has to still make the read and make the throw. But you know, Anthony Sherman off the double play action, rolling out on the left, he's wide. Dude's wide open. Yeah. You you put the ball where it needs to be, but that was schemed beautifully for you, and it went right near. So I'm just saying that you know. It's hard for me to make the argument because I don't want to take anything away from him because he's still an unbelievable player and you still have to make the plays when they're there. But I think that we need to cool it a little bit because Andy Reid is a brilliant offensive mind and his scheme is incredible. And when you give somebody that many offensive weapons, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, who people seem to have forgotten about, Kareem Hunt, and your backup Spencer Ware, who was a... 1,000-yard, 10-touchdown-yard runner the year before he got hurt. So yeah. you have a ton of weapons on that team. Well, there are three... Uh, sorry, I'm sorry, but there are three offensive skill position players on that team who haven't caught a touchdown. Three. One of them is Damian Williams from the running back. We'll see uh, <laughs> if it's Andy Reid come January. We will. We will. We will. We'll I'm not... see if he can finally start doing some stuff <laughs> when it really matters the most. Ooh, oh my gosh. We are going at it this week. We really are. We really are. It's because um, we're a little bit earlier, so we're like getting ready for Thursday Night Football. Absolutely. You know, we're still getting ready, so uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, our next segment, uh, fan favorite, Cold Reads. Uh, I love Cold Reads. I think it's one of our more clever titles for like our segments. Did we ever explain that we are like actors? Yeah, it was the first the first week. For those new listeners, because we got a ton. <laughs> I know we have a ton. I can see it. Oh, I can feel it. But uh, Cold Reads is a segment where Josh and I ask each other some questions that are completely cold. Because we're both theater people. We are very passionate and love theater. And in the theater world, a cold read is when you get a callback after an audition and they hand you sides from scenes and you just read cold. Meaning that you didn't get to prep for any of it. You didn't get to memorize anything. You just get handed a script, and they say, okay, you're going to go on and, and read this cold. So our cold read segment is questions that we didn't prep for, we have no idea about, and it's just going to be on the spot, totally honest, genuine reactions to a question. So this week, cold reads, first one, we're going B- Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield. Ooh. Uh, we're both Baker fans. We like Baker. Uh, I want you to project a stat line and a win total for the Cleveland Browns at the end of the year. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, I hate doing stats. I know you do. That's why I'm giving it to you. <laughs> I'm trying to get you out of your comfort zone Ooh, now. Yeah, thanks. I don't like this one. Uh, I mean, I've said in the, in the offseason You that don't have to, like, you don't, it doesn't have to be exact. You can give me, like, a kind of a blank-to-blank blank sort of okay. thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, just give me an area. Sure. I, I said before in the offseason that yeah. the Browns were going to be a 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 win team. I still, still believe that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Maybe 8-8. Eight and eight. All right. So anywhere, we're get, that's a two-game wiggle room. 6-8, to eight, yeah. That's a good... And I'll, I'll say that. So that's what I think. I Browns think. fans would take that. I mean, like... I, although I, a lot like, of them are going... You? Uh, although a lot of them are like, we're going to win the division now. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we'll see what happens with that one. 
Uh, I'm very excited. I think Baker Mayfield is going to be an amazing quarterback. I believe in him. I mean, I didn't necessarily agree with him going first overall, right. but I mean, he did, and you can see some fire that he's bringing to that team. We talked about that last week. Uh-huh. There's no denying it. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I still think he's going to go through uh, some growing pains, yeah. and the 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 schedule coming up is not a cakewalk by any means. No. So moving forward, he's going to face some adversity. So we'll see how he responds to that. So, I mean, stats could be anywhere. The dude <laughs> threw for 200 yards in a, in a half of football. Yeah. So that's uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick numbers right there. So <laughs> that's the bar. <laughs> um, so hasn't thrown a touchdown yet. Uh, hasn't had that, that honor yet. That'll probably happen this weekend going up against that secondary, which we'll talk uh, about. Yeah, oh, I in bet a few minutes. that would happen this week. Um, so I'm going to say he's going to throw... Tw- I'm going to get super specific. I'm not All right, let's stats. do it. You want know to hate stats? You want to get me out of my comfort zone? We're about to do it. He's going to throw... So let's see. It's week four right now. Yes. So there are... They've played three games, so they have there are 13 more games. 13 more games. He's going to throw 28 touchdowns. Whoa! 13 picks. Whoa! 3,741 yards. I love it. He's going to run for 281 yards. Okay. And four scores. 32 total touchdowns in his rookie season. Yep. 32 total touchdowns and they're only going to win six to eight games. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. I love it. I don't know if any of that matches. It doesn't matter. I love it so much. We're gonna. Ooh. I swear to you, watch us go back to this and see how close it is, and then you're gonna buy me a lottery ticket. All right, there we go. <laughs> That's so. incredible. I love that though. I know, I'm 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 big on the Browns. I think they're gonna be great. Th- that division, that division, you know, it's. I don't want to say it's up for grabs, but it might be up for grabs right now in some ways. <laughs> like I rem- and I've said it on this show. Uh, people can. It's very easy to find. Like I've said that I don't think. The Ravens will make it. I said they yeah. are a playoff team. I don't know if they make it to the playoffs. I'm starting to think maybe they do. Yeah. With, with how this division's shaking out. I don't know. Well, Sunday night football. It's going to end. <laughs> I'm so excited. We'll talk about that, too. We are going to talk about that. That's one of our past but, picks. But, and so I'll, I'll save it for that. But that's a, yeah, it'll be a good conversation to have. Absolutely. So, obviously, we are recording on Thursday. We're getting a little bit closer to our original schedule. Yes. So, I'm going to... I know we didn't really want to talk about the Thursday game too much, but it's just so intriguing to me. Uh, so, I'm going to ask you a cold read about the Thursday night right, game. and then we'll go back for the other one. Uh, responding uh, to how Minnesota responds after after their uh, Buffalo throttle, throttling, being throttled. <laughs> I don't know uh, how to use that for properly. Right now, but obviously, Rams are being super impressive, uh, making my bold prediction look silly. They're gonna be missing their two uh, bookend corners though for this game. So, uh, just tell me, is this gonna be like force meets force in this game? What I mean, this is this is an early I NFC Championship game, clash, yeah, possibly. So what? I talk want, about that. I want it to be. A clash. I want it to be a 27-26 game where the field goal wins it in the end or the touchdown wins it in the end. Like, I want that. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that. Really? I think the Vikings are going to crush 
the Rams. Really? I think I think the the. I Vikings, feel like nobody's talking oh, Vikings I right now. I think the Minnesota Vikings are pissed. Oh yeah, they just lost I to love the it. Buffalo Bills, and I'll say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't care. We're, we're the ones who beat you, but I think that they are absolutely disgusted. They they you know, and Mike Zimmer said it, and I love that he said this. I really love that he said we didn't overlook them. They kicked our ass. You know what I mean? I like that they said that. Yeah. I think they overlooked them. I feel like they said oh, it's see. the Buffalo Bills. They're the 32nd ranked team in almost every power ranking. Right. They're, they don't know what they're doing at quarterback. They don't have wide receivers. Their offensive line isn't that great. LaShawn McCoy's out. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was so much against the Bills in that game. Yeah. And they came out and crushed them. And I feel like they were like, wow, we just got punched in the mouth. And I'm telling you right now, I think that that game last week was the most important game for the Minnesota Vikings this year. I think that they needed to be slapped in the face hmm. to realize that you're still human. You're still a football team that needs to show up every weekend. And I feel like tonight they're about to – and obviously by the time most of you listen to this, it's going to be in hindsight, which still be a lot of fun for people, I think. Yeah. I think they're going to smack the Rams in the face. They're without their top two corners. Stephon Dix, Adam Thielen are going to eat. Yeah. I think both of them go for over 100. Wow. Both of them get touchdowns. And I and Dalvin Cook's back tonight too. Yep. I just I, I was gonna I was gonna not give you a score, but I swear I swear to you I think it's gonna be like thirty five to seventeen. Okay. I I, I and, and I hope I'm wrong. I really hope it's a clash because obviously that's more fun for us. I think the Vikings are just gonna go off. There we go. Yeah. I mean I I have a similar mindset on. It. I think yeah. I think they're so. Angry. And that and is your up. that is your pal's picks. One of your pal's picks. So don't hit him with the. Who you think is gonna win yet? Because we'll get there. Oh, I didn't but, think you gave me that game. Yeah. Oh, that's one of your. That's your first power. Oh, I thought play. we said we didn't want to do that. Okay. Well, then I'll talk about it later. Because that'll be fun for people to hear. Yeah. <laughs> How right you were. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Uh. So that was a good cold read. I like that. Yeah. Thanks. So here we go with my second cold read. Here we go. Uh, and uh, it, we have a theme this week because we're going rookie quarterbacks because I know that you love Josh Rosen. Ooh. I know that Josh Rosen is your guy. He's my guy. But. Got a tough game this week. Yeah. What happens in Josh Rosen's first career start? Okay. Well, they're not going to win. They won't. Okay. They're not going to win. <laughs> I'll say that now. But I think we're going to see some promise. He's going to have some okay. rookie growing pains, as we'll see from all of our rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. We've seen them already from some of the ones that have gotten some starts. We'll see it with ones that are getting their first official start. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to open some things up. All right. I... We, we saw it against yeah. Chicago in some ways. He was playing with poise. Okay. He was standing up in the pocket, delivering darts. That's yeah. what we can expect from this mm-hmm. quarterback. I believe, and I still believe it. I mean, I I didn't think he was ahead of Darnold, but yeah. I thought Josh Rosen was the most prepared, yeah. NFL-prepared quarterback to go in and, and play. There And there were some people who, who agreed with you. On so that. That, was, that was my my mindset coming in. I think... It's gonna. I think they. I, I've said I think so many times because I'm trying to collect my thoughts. That's because why it's it's cold, Reed, and we're not prepared, <laughs> yeah. and I'm failing my audition right now. I mean, it is in it is in Arizona. It is in Arizona, so Seattle's. I mean, like they'll be at home, but I mean, Seattle and and that a few years ago was like that was the game. Yeah, that was yeah. always exciting. Isn't that crazy? It's it's awesome that the NFL works that way. I think we see some pieces start to work better. I think David Johnson's gonna finally start getting getting going, I think they're going to be throwing to him a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to continue to see that offense evolve and get better. 
The thing is, and I, I think he's hurt, but where, what's going on with Larry Fitzgerald is what I want to know. Because, I mean, obviously it's a player that we both really love. Yeah. And he could be such a good security blanket for a quarterback like that. And I believe he's been on the injury report. but He's played in every game, though. And so I just, I mean, like, let's get let's get one of the best to lace him up going. Who did they play in week two? Who did the Cardinals play yeah. in week two? Week two, they played uh, the Rams. The Rams in right. LA. But I, I what I meant that to say that was like the disgusting zero point game. It was. But what I meant to say is week one, he had seven catches. Oh, so they I wasn't were, aware of that. They were saying that uh, he did have a report with uh, Bradford. But I'm, I mean, hopefully, having a guy like. Well, this is your cold read. I wanted to, I want, I want, this is another thing I wanted to target into this because okay. I wanted to get deeper is, yeah. is, so what does Rosen give them and what is Rosen better at than Sam Bradford? Because obviously if you think that it's going to be better, he has to be better in some areas, right? So what do you think Rosen gives them that Sam Bradford just doesn't? Confidence. Okay. Confidence. I think it's, you see that with these rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Baker comes on the field, the entire team plays better. Oh, it was electric when he came on. I think that's what you see. And obviously it didn't translate like Rosen didn't get the Baker field, right. Baker but, Mayfield like moment where he let his team back. he was in back. a way tougher position. In, in some ways. I mean, like you could argue it both ways. But yeah, I think the team is just ready. Like I think Arizona is being talked about as the worst NFL team right now. And I, I get it. Are. I get it. I don't think they are. Okay. We just haven't seen... It fit yet. It has, and, and, and I could be completely wrong. We'll come back in week seventeen, and like they're vying for the first overall pick, and maybe they've won one or two games, maybe. But this is a team where it has a lot of pieces, and it's got to connect at some point. I think that's fair. So I think he brings that confidence. I mean, I don't think. Hopefully the team didn't give up on Sam Bradford right away, but I mean, like it was just lethargic. It was yeah. unexciting. There was nothing happening. They were kind of dead. And so something's got to give that shock. And I think this team's going to be like, yeah, this is the guy we brought in. We drafted him high. We traded up to get him. Yeah. He brings something. And they got to feed into that. What's they got to. What's interesting is they were up 14 nothing. And people were like, this is the Arizona Sam offense. Sam was lights out at two and touchdowns. And then he was awful. <laughs> that Bears defense, man. <laughs> so... That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. I like that. I'm I'm excited. I, I really, yeah. really like Josh Rosen as yeah. a quarterback prospect. Like he if I was a scout in the NFL and like that that's been the guy what that. I, that is what I'm looking for in my quarterback, what okay. he brought to the table. So it's interesting that you then you you would have any of the concerns that the other people have. I mean like With I the not, not you know, the desire to play or No, I think that's play. completely silly. I think okay. he he's an aloof guy. And I, I said this to you before the draft, and yeah. I think you were like, wow, it's like really bold, but I I don't, you can't compare their careers or what they are, but he reminded me of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He was a guy who performed really, really well, was a little bit cocky, was a little bit aloof with the media, and people were turned off by it. Yeah. But like, and I think there was a reason, there was a reason. It's a good comp. There was a reason that they had Josh Rosen work with Aaron Rodgers before the draft. Yeah. Like, they picked Aaron Rodgers to go and work with him. That's cool. Because of that. That's I cool. really think it was because of that. I like that. I think, so, it's, I think it's a good thing to point out for our, for the listeners because I think it's something that people probably didn't realize in terms of that connection there because I really do think that's a... In the way you describe that, it's really good comparison. So, uh, yeah. darn it, Arizona, for trading up and taking him from Miami. Yeah, that would have been fun. Darn it. It would have been fun. But, uh, 
regardless. But that's cold reads, ladies and gentlemen. It's a good segment. Here we go. Go back and listen to the other ones. They're fun, too. Here we go. We got Pals Picks for this week. Pals Picks. And, oh, yeah. We should come up with like a little... A little jingle? Jingle that we play on it. <laughs> People will um, now turn off the podcast. Also, the we uh, stop, start singing. This is the segment where Adam just sucks it up every week. Yeah, so <laughs> let's just say this. So week one, you go 0-3. Yep. You're like, I need to rebound. Yep. You get a perfect 3-0. Perfect 3-0. And now you go 0-3 again. So I need to rebound. All over the place. We'll see if you get 3-0 again. That would be super impressive. But goodness gracious. Uh, and you were 1-2, I believe. I was 1-2. So it was a bad week for so both I'm of us. So I'm 3-6 now, and you are 5-4? Is that how the math adds up? Is you 4-2? Yes. Yep, so you're 5-4, and four and I'm 3-6. and six, So we're still kind of close. Yeah, we're close. Game still anyone's game. I'm going three now this week. Here we go. Here we go. All right, so we're gonna hit you with yours first because we're going Vikings at Rams Thursday night football in like what two hours? Something like that. Yeah, that's what we're filming. About two just hours. So you know, so yeah. you guys will be able to know this by the time you probably listen to it. Um, I'm going Minnesota Vikings. All right, I, yes. I agree. It's gonna. They're they're angry, and this is the game that they got Kirk Cousins for. Yeah, it is. It really is, To prove that they could hang around with these teams when they're not supposed to. And so, Kirk Cousins, it's time. Like, I'm a believer in you. I loved you with Washington. I thought you got a lot of shade that you didn't deserve. So, Kirk, it's time. Uh, It's just going to be a fun game. I don't know if I agree with it being a blowout, (laughs) but I I think, you know, Dan Bailey's going to come out and uh, prove that he still has that leg and kick that... 55-plus yard field goal to win the game. Is that why you didn't accept my fantasy football trade? No, I didn't accept... Well, you know, you had a Miami Dolphin ex-kicker, so how am I supposed <laughs> to accept that? Yeah, guys, I offered Josh uh, Caleb Sturgis for Dan Bailey, and he said no. I did. But Let us I know off- if you think that was a fair trade. It, it wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So, yes, Minnesota. I'm all about it. All right, I like that. I like that. So, I guess, real quick, was last week a fluke? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... We, it, we were talking about it, and I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want it to be that I talk about the Bills every week. Sure. But I think it's a valid question. The well, Buffalo Bills week. earned that game. No doubt about okay. it. You can't, you can't deny it. They came out and kicked Minnesota in the teeth. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Minnesota and their players have been saying this all week. We have one of these a year. Okay. They had it two years ago. They had it last year against Philly in the playoffs, and they said, we're glad this happened now. Because exactly what you said, you're yeah. like, this is going to be a turning moment, which yeah. is kind of weird to have in week three, Yeah, but, but it's going to be a turning moment. They yeah. now know there was so much hype about this team coming into the year, yeah. and they now know they're equals among every other, all 31 other teams. They're not better than any of them. Yeah, They need to go out and continue proving it, earning. showing the talent, earning it. That's yeah. a great way of saying it. So yeah, uh, I think it was a fluke, but they needed it. Yeah. And they, they know it happened. They're addressing it. They're being like, yeah, we messed up. I like. And that. I agree with you. I think they yeah. slept on Buffalo. There's no saying, like, we put in all of the work that, like, we should have. Obviously, they weren't, like, being like, let's just take the day off and play Madden. Right. But they didn't. They slept on the team. And yeah. I think I think it was a good thing they kept Cook out. But that was, they just felt like they didn't need him yeah. because, but things Probably like that. Might be so, part of it, yeah. All right. so he's ready good. to go this uh, I like it. 
tonight, and uh, we'll see what happens. So, uh, moving on to the second one, Browns in the black hole at the Ooh, Oakland Raiders. Here we go. Baker gets yeah. his first career start. It's a fun game. There will be a lot of eyes on this football game this week. And he's going to win. <laughs> All right! John Gruden, you're going yes! 0-4, my friend. And I feel really awful yes! about that. I don't want it to continue happening, but... We got bold jash slapping today on the show. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go, and I'm gonna revert back to my my, yeah, right. my very stoic self next week. We love him too. For for now, for now, Baker Mayfield's gonna go light it up. All right. I'm really excited. I think a lot of those pieces. They have Jarvis Landry, who has been performing extremely well. I think he already has already shown a really nice uh, rapport yeah. with Baker. I'm excited to see what Antonio Callaway go, does yeah. with Baker. He was targeted yeah. ten times last week. But he's super exciting. He's, he's gonna. An exciting he's an exciting player. He's a reason why they thought they could get rid of Josh Gordon. True. Uh, Carlos Hyde. As much as I didn't want him to continue proving that he's really good, continue to prove uh, last week that he can do some really good things. It's just the defense is is sneakily good. They're, People don't talk about no, it, but they they're very good. They have loaded talent on the defensive line. So I mean, like, put them on paper. And I think almost in almost every position, you could really kind of make an argument to say that Cleveland's better. And I think they're just going to continue to ride that Baker high while the Dark Hole is kind of still feeling that Gruden low. And it's going <laughs> to happen. The Dark Hole is still feeling like a Dark Hole. So, All right. I love it. All right. So uh, last but not least, because this is a tough game too, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel. All right. New Orleans Saints heading to New Jersey Ooh. to face the New Jersey Giants. This should be <laughs> extremely exciting as well. Uh, the last time these two teams met, it was an offensive explosion. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be going into that game. No. That wasn't last year. I believe it was two years ago. Correct. Two years ago. Yes. So, yeah, it was exciting as heck. Now, it's going to be real interesting because New Orleans is never quite the same team on the road that they are in the Dome. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I right now, I can't bet on Eli and the Giants. Yeah. I'm still going to go with, okay. with Drew Brees, who I, I banged on the desk for uh, yeah. last week. Yeah. And I said I thought he'd get it done, and boy, did he get it done. Ooh, yeah. Michael Thomas is still, you, still on his... Historic pace. I think Goodness that continues. Gracious, yes. Um, yeah. I just. I don't think. I, I. I should say. And it's weird to say this because the Giants have good defensive pieces. They do. But I think the defensive pieces for New Orleans will get after Eli enough to make him uncomfortable, and they'll beat him in a similar way that Dallas did. Yeah. Yeah. You picked all three road teams. Ah, <laughs> really? Yeah, you did. Okay. That's fun. There I like we that. go. There we go. Keep an eye on it. Josh has got the Vikings at the Rams, the Browns at the Raiders, and the Saints winning at the Giants. There we go. All right. Well, I'm going to turn it over to my palace picks for you, my friend. And we are going to go with the Detroit Lions going down to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Okay. So I've been, this has been in the back of my mind the whole episode. I. Have gone back and forth on this. Okay. Like, because we mentioned. The, I think this is one of the, like, very sneaky, really oh, good games of the I week. think it's going to be a great game. And it's so hard for me because I want to be. I want to sit here and be like, the, the Lions are going to ride that, that defensive high and go for it. I'm picking the Cowboys. Okay. I, in the, I've i been saying this. I said it all offseason. I said it in the offseason when they picked up Tavon Austin. I said it in the preseason. And I've been saying it all week. And they've been getting him more involved. 
Tavon Austin needs to be one of the focal points of this offense. Okay. Tavon Austin has the talent of a Tyreek Hill, of a Tariq Cohen, of guys like that who are Swiss Army Knife type players who can do almost anything that you ask them to do. And they've been using him a little bit more. They're going to use him more. Him and Zeke Elliott are tough. I think Michael Gallup comes on. And I think Dax Prescott at home gives them a victory. I'm going Cowboys. All right, here we go. All right, here's another really interesting game coming up. Bengals going down to Atlanta. This is going to be Atlanta's third home game in a row, which I think is kind of weird. What do you see in this one? Okay, so this one's tough because these are two teams that I'm really high on for this year. Uh, And so far the Bengals have proven it, and the Falcons kind of sputtered maybe a little bit. But uh, this is so hard. Did we say it was in Atlanta or was it in Cincinnati? Let's check our things real quick. Yeah, it's in Atlanta. Which is tough. So, I want to go Bengals. I really do. But I think that Falcons at home, they finally found their groove. Uh, People decided to cover Julio so tight that Calvin Ridley went off. and went three touchdowns. And you lucked out and got him on your fantasy team. Uh, But, yeah. I, I think it'll be a fun game down there in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm going Falcons. All right, the last game that I was going to ask you about, and we kind of mentioned it earlier in passing, but I'm so excited for this. I'm giving you another primetime game. Yep. We are going Baltimore at Steelers, or is it the other way around? I'm Ravens sorry. at Steelers. Ravens yes. at Steelers. Yep. Now, this is no matter what their records are, and usually Pittsburgh's been the one that's been up ahead yeah. and Baltimore trailing behind, but they play each other so, so hard, and we've they seen do. some really awesome endings. Yep. So uh, tell me this one, my friend. Well... Regardless of the outcome, whether I'm right or not, right or not, I think this is another one of those classic Raven Steelers bouts, and it's going to be tight the whole way. It's going to be tough, and I think it's going to come down to Ben Roethlisberger driving down the field and scoring the game-winning score. I'm going Steelers at home in this one. I really, I have been harping on the Ravens all year, and you know, I'm a little dramatic, so. They're probably better than I will ever admit that they are, but they're not as good as everybody thinks that they are. I really, truly believe that. And I think the Steelers found a little bit of their groove, and they got a really sneaky good thing that I believe happened for the Steelers last week was that they almost gave up the victory. Because I feel that had they ran away with that victory like they were early on, they would have been riding high and a little bit too confident. But I think that they saw things that they corrected and we're like okay this these are the things that we need to continue to do because it's really good but then when they got hit a little bit near the end of the game i think they were like okay but we're we have not arrived yet there are still still things that we need to get better at and do and i think they focused on it this week and you never lose focus when you have to when baltimore comes to town i'm going with the home team in this one that's an amazing point i'm really glad you brought that up because i think it's so intelligent to say like if they had just wiped them out Uh how it was looking at some points they'd be like yeah we're confident, but I think it kept him humble, kind of that thing. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Another fun thing, I win all three home teams. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, well, we'll, we'll see, see what happens with we'll that see one. What happens? Yeah. I'm really excited. I think that's really interesting. Uh, so now we're gonna do some friends' fortunes. Friends' fortunes. Do you want to start uh, with it? I will let you go first oh, this week. Okay, I'll cool. exit the room and uh, turn it over to you, my friend. So we'll shut. Oh right. So I I have. <laughs> I have a, a lot to live up to with this one uh, because obviously Josh got his right last week and mine was so close. Um, and I toyed with a lot of options on this one. I really, really did. 
but we're going to have a lot of fun with this one because I'm going to be so wrong. But we're going to the Broncos and the Chiefs Monday night football, a divisional matchup. It's so tough. It really is um, to predict those divisional matchups. But I'm going to go and out on a limb here and say that the Denver Broncos are going to win. And not only are they going to win, they're going to hold that incredible Chiefs offense to under 20 points. I'm going to say the Chiefs offense only score 14 points in this game. And Patrick Mahomes is only going to throw one touchdown. One touchdown. I think that that's going to blow all people away. And that is my friend's fortune for this week. All right. I feel pretty proud of what I said last week. But regardless, it's a new week. And, uh, you know, you don't get to celebrate in the NFL. You want to keep focused. So since my prediction last week was uh, not super bold, I'm going to get pretty darn crazy here. And I'm going to go to that Sunday night football game that we were just talking about. Uh, Baltimore traveling to the Steelers. And they always play each other well. I really am excited about the game. But I'm going to say that Justin Tucker is going who is an amazing, amazing kid. He studied opera, in case you didn't know that. Look up him singing. He also does impressions. He does a fabulous one of Ray Lewis. It's hilarious. But I'm going to say that um, he kicks five 50-yard field goals in this game. I'm not positive that's a record. I've been trying to find that. I can't find the record for uh, most 50-yarders. The record in a game is eight. I don't think he'll kick eight field goals, but I'm going to say he's going to kick five 50-plus-yard field goals in the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night. All right, we're both back in the room, and we are ready to wrap this uh, shindig up. I think that was a really solid episode. Put a bow on it. You said a lot of good things. Put it under the Christmas tree. (laughs) I love Christmas. I know. That's where I was taking it. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, Make sure to follow our Twitter page, at Catch. Uh, check out our Facebook page. Yeah, we're getting more popular uh, each day, a little we're, bit. We're <laughs> hopefully we're sure we got a lot of new followers on Podbean. It should hopefully be on iTunes and Spotify very soon. Uh, once we get back to our daily, our normal schedule, the episodes will be released on Tuesday nights. Uh, so if you're free those nights, let us know if you want to be on the show. We're going to start getting some guests in here in the yes. next coming weeks to get in some outside perspectives. That'd we also have to do a few shout-outs. Uh, yes, we do. I have to uh, say hi to Jill, who I'm going to be her man of honor in her wedding. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. That was uh, Jill's important. a Steelers fan, yes. just so you know, so, so she'll be watching that, she that will, game. It's going to be close. great. She's going to be like my friend's fortune. Yeah. Oh, I kind of just gave you a hint now. That's, Oops. That's all right. Okay. Anyway. Uh, also, hang on. We yeah. also have to say thank you to Amber. Yeah, that's, where, we, I, that's okay. where I was going to go. We have some art now, yeah, everybody. So, so, really great friend of mine, Amber Gordon uh, in Pittsburgh. She does some graphic design. Uh, she's a really beautiful artist. You should check out some of her work. I don't have her website to plug right now, but we could probably drop it in the, yeah, we can do in the, the show notes. notes. But uh, she's created our new logo, and so you're going to see that rolling out. On all of our social media soon, we have a, uh, a new logo. It looks really freaking awesome. It it's so cool. Uh, she did a lot of work on it. She took a lot of cr- a lot of critiques from us to get it perfect. So yeah, uh, she's really you, a trooper. Amber, but truly. she does freelance work. So if you want her to do some, some work for you, 
Uh, check her out. She also did my resume, which was really awesome for her. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like she's really she's an incredible human being. So check her out. Yeah, thank uh, you very much. But thank we you. do appreciate thank you. Yes. all the work you put into that. Any other things we got for today? Just thank you to the listeners. We uh, yes. appreciate you listening. Uh, we Make always sure you appreciate. Share. Yeah, share. Comment some stuff if you want us to talk about something. You want to hear us rant, rave, or cry about? You know, <laughs> we get we've almost cried a couple times on the show. We cried, so. I cried the first show a little bit. Yeah, we so up. <laughs> we did. So if you have anything like that, let us know. Yeah, get interactive with us. We want that. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to Simultaneous. Catch y'all. God bless. <laughs>